Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Hey, good morning, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Um, we are going to start today off with a legislature. We'll talk about the legislature. We'll talk about food. What's 420? So we'll have the munchies. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I think, and I'm pretty sure, Jamie, some people in this building have been celebrating all week. I'm just going to oh, throw it out yeah. there. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, no. but... You know, there's too many people around this building playing hacky sack and wearing Bob Marley T-shirts. Um, <laughs> um, all right, I've gotten myself in enough trouble. The boss is in the building. I better shut up. Um, I want to talk about this tamale bill and what's going on in the legislature. This is serious stuff. And um, I'll explain the reason why I think this one bill in particular is an issue. First of all, this piece of legislation, House Bill 2509, was dubbed the tamale bill. Um, and it's what it was going to do is expand the type of homemade foods that people in Arizona can legally sell to include perishable items. Um, and it was passed in the House of Representatives 45 to 11, and it was passed 26 to 4 in the state Senate. So this was definitely a bipartisan piece of legislation. Um, a Democrat from Tucson, Alma Hernandez, said this would have been a great opportunity to stand up for them, talking about the Latino community, by removing the threat of fines or jail if a seller is cited. Um, and I will tell you that I think most people respect an entrepreneur. When you watch old movies and you hear about people that have immigrated to this, to this country and how they worked in the streets, you look at the old Godfather movies and how they've got the fruit stands and the vegetable stands. You see now in neighborhoods around the valley, you have people that are driving the carts around that are selling things out of carts um, or even may, maybe a van. But for the most part, they're bicycles and they've got carts where they're selling items and uh, driving through neighborhoods all afternoon an evening after people are home from work trying to make a living and so many people respect that. You go by the food trucks and the carts that you see um, we were talking earlier when I was talking with Sharp on the side of the road with um, and late at night people jump in and get a Sonoran hot dog. If you've never had a genuine Sonoran hot dog, they are delicious and I don't know if it's the atmosphere or what it is about it, but they are a delicious thing to eat. You've got a governor that said for safety reasons, there needs to be more safety issues here. There is a much bigger implication in the veto of this piece of legislation than a lot of things. And so I ranted yesterday about this. I've talked about it at great lengths. The state of Arizona in the previous administration, the previous eight years, have worked very, very hard to allow people like you and me make decisions and do things more easily. Made it easier for businesses to start up with a website and a clearinghouse of a checklist of all the things necessary to start a business. Um, with the reduction in licensing. And, and it it, it does nothing to take away from quality. What the governor said, it, the former governor said, is here's the deal. You come to Arizona from somewhere else and you bring a license with you. You're a massage therapist. You're a cosmetologist. All of these other things that require a, a license. And you bring your license that's been in good standing for a period of one year, a minimum of one year. You can come here with that license and immediately go to work in your field while you go through the process of the licensing requirements. In Arizona, there is no stoppage of work. There is no slowdown. There is no pause. If you have received, you know, got a, a certificate of completion and a license in a certain industry, bring it with you. Go to work and get your licensing done after you've gone to work. Sounds very simple. 
but it's the mindset. And the mindset is the government doesn't have to overregulate everything. We want safety. If I well, one of the things that's weird for me, <clears throat> I have this weird obsession with restaurants. And so on Wednesdays in at, at AZ Central, in most Wednesdays, some Wednesdays they don't, but on Wednesdays they publish a story in the local section every week that tells you about the restaurants that have been cited or fined for unclean behavior or for you know for, for not really doing the right thing. The Department of Health goes in and said, you've made a lot of big mistakes. And then it also lists at the end of the story each week the five-star restaurants, the ones that got a really good score because they did everything right. And they break it down from Phoenix to Scottsdale to the East Valley to the West Valley. And so you can see a list in the neighborhoods where you live, the ones they've inspected that month or that, that week period. And see how they're doing. No one's talking about getting rid of oversight, so to speak. But what this does is it says to an individual that's trying to make wedding cakes out of their house, cookies out of their house, tamales out of their house. What it says to them is, no, you can't. Nope. You've got to go through this huge process and spend a ton of money, and this is the mindset shift that scares me. This was the one that worried me when this governor came into office. Again, I have no axe to grind with her. I've had a number of conversations where I with her um, on this issue. She's disagreeing with a large number of people in the state legislature, and this is the reason why people get upset. This is, should have been a no-brainer. Because you know as well as I do, if you go outside and there is somebody walking door to door with a cooler or sitting on the corner, and we've seen this happen all the time, instead of them sitting there with a sign and panhandling, they're selling homemade food. And if you choose to pull over and say, I love tamales, what do you have? I'll take a couple. I'll take a bag. That's on you and them. And the governor steps in and says, no, 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 the government is going to make sure you're safe. Well, I don't need you to save me from myself. What, and the funny thing about this is if that person was a neighbor of yours, lived next door and said at Christmas time, here's a plate of tamales. They can give you the tamales. They're allowed to hand them to you. When you exchange money, all of a sudden it becomes dangerous and a safety hazard. And so they're going to talk about all kinds of different things and how this could escalate. But I will tell you that I am... And there are many people very disappointed about this. The governor has, again, the veto thing, you know it's two different parties. You've got a Republican-controlled legislature and a Democrat-controlled executive branch. So there's going to be some disagreements in how things should be done, and the vetoes are going to happen, and that's just part of the process. But when you start taking a victory lap because of how many times you vetoed, you're already setting up an adversarial relationship. Now – I would also say, and this is a true statement, the Republicans have reciprocated with that same attitude of a, you know, a bad relationship. But the governor vetoes this piece of legislation that a ton of Democrat support said this was a good bill. And this is the other problem with this. I've talked about the process most of the time, and I don't know how often it does or does not happen, but I I will venture to say most of the time. The governor's office is in is aware of bills making their way through the legislature because people want to feel out the governor's office on the favorability of this thing getting signed or vetoed. So there are times when people want to make a statement and they say, I know the governor's going to veto this, but we're going to pass it anyway to show the governor he or 
Xi, we're going to show the governor that this is what we want, and we're going to force your hand to make you veto it and then explain your veto. We know that happens. This doesn't make any sense. You had a huge majority in both the House and the Senate that passed it. And you're right. It's like, so you're making food at home and you're going to be able to sell it on the corner or not. This is not a life-altering decision here. It isn't. But it does tell you about mindset. We've watched the economy of Arizona soar in the past eight years. And the reason why it took off in a slow burn and is now an inferno is because we have done things intentionally to free the entrepreneurial spirit, make it easier to start a business, make it easier to maintain a business, let you keep more of your own money, less oversight and regulation, more trust in the businessman and the customer. And it's worked. It's working. This is an indicator of a mindset that is not down that road. That's the issue for me. The mindset of the former governor coming from the business atmosphere he was in was unleash the entrepreneur. Now, that doesn't mean that he was 100% right all the time. There are many detractors he's had, and I'm sure if we went through some things, I would agree with you that some of the things that happened or didn't happen were mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But the mindset, there's no doubt that the mindset of the previous administration was unleash the beast when it came to entrepreneurs and businesses. And you look at the condition of our economy and the condition of other states that think along the same lines, Texas, Nevada, Oklahoma, Florida, and how on fire their economy is. You look at states that are overregulated and overtaxed, California, New York, Massachusetts, you see places people are leaving. There has been the biggest exodus of people, millionaires, out of the state of New York to the state of Florida ever in a one-month period happened this year or last, late last year, over a one-year period. This is something to be watching. If this is an indicator of the business policies and regulatory policies of this administration, we're in trouble. I think this is going to be a major step backwards and a warning sign to businesses that are going to come here. Again, not the economic end of the world. Is this going to slow down Arizona's economy specifically? Absolutely not. No way. We're talking about whether or not a mom and pop operation can work out of their home and sell foods commercially. And this governor said no. And the legislature overwhelmingly said yes. So there are many people in her party, Democrats, saying this was an opportunity, Governor, and you blew it. You blew it. And I wonder how she'll respond or if she'll respond, because I think because of the nature of what this is, I think it's going to get a lot more attention. And I would imagine that there will be a lot of questions into her office as to her explanation of the veto. And I'm anxious to hear over the next day or so if they will respond in some way that will give us something to learn from and why they did what they did. Uh, Did you know that if you think the state isn't doing enough in services that you can actually donate to the state to make sure that those programs are available? I'll give you details on this law coming up in just a moment.
strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. And thanks for being here. We still have the hottest tickets in town. It's the Suns playoff tickets. If you'd like to be registered to possibly win tickets to one of these games, text the word TICKET to 411-923. Listen for your name Monday and Tuesday during the 7 a.m., 11 a.m., and 4 p.m. hours for your chance to qualify for Game 5 tickets. That's texting TICKET to 411-923. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the economy, and let's talk about the Arizona legislature. I love this. There was a bill, I believe this was passed back in uh, the fund. This fund was created in 2012 after several years of effort from then-Senator Judy Burgess, a Republican from Skull Valley. Um, People that complain that people don't pay enough in taxes. So what they did was they came up with a fund. And I love this because it, it points out the utter hypocrisy in the people that say we don't pay enough in taxes. What it means is you don't pay enough in taxes. Um, this fund is open so that you can um, donate your tax refund to the state and just keep, let, let them keep it. So the fund, I was just going to read a little bit of the results to you. Um, the the fund so far this cycle has collected eleven thousand three hundred and fifty three dollars from three hundred and fifty three people. That's an average of thirty two dollars and sixteen cents per contributor. The previous year the fund got eighteen thousand out of sixty six hundred and sixty one, which is an average of just over twenty eight dollars per person. And uh, so the reason why I say this is because we have a debt ceiling issue coming up. We have a spending issue in which uh, uh, the Speaker of the House, McCarthy, you talk about federally now, not just in the state legislature. The federal government is contemplating how they are going to stop the problem with us not being able to pay our bills. The White House is saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the debt ceiling raised. Then we'll talk about spending cuts. And the Republicans in the House are saying, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. You're going to agree to spending cuts or we are not going to have anything to do. And we'll see which side plays chicken first, because now McCarthy has come up with a plan with some strategic cuts that will We'll see if the American people are behind. When it comes to the state legislature, we have the same issue of class warfare that goes on all the time, all the time. And I've never understood it, even in my poorest days. When I was a kid, I never understood the class warfare conversation. Um, I've told this story before, and I think it's all about perspective. Other people don't see it the way I see it. I get it. We just see things differently. When I was young, my parents divorced, my father left, and my mother was left to raise three children all by herself. I was the oldest at about 12 or 13 years old. I think I was 13, maybe 14, but I don't think I was that old yet. Uh, anyway, we had, I had two younger brothers. She was on her own, and she went to work. She worked at a real estate company, and she not only was the receptionist at a real estate company, she cleaned the office as part of her wages. The boss paid her extra to do that. She would clean, and we would go with her sometimes to clean units that were being sold and being made available to people to move into. They paid her to do that, so she did whatever she could to work enough to make enough money to pay rent for these crappy apartments we were living in. His wife, the the owner of this company's wife, was the vice president at a hospital group in southwest Florida called Lee Memorial. Well, then it was just called Lee Memorial Hospital. It's now Lee Memorial Health Systems. She had an opening for an executive assistant for a secretary. So knowing that he couldn't offer my mom a career, he could give her a job but not a career, he talked his wife into letting her apply for that job 
Long story short, my mom got the job. She spent 27 years working in that hospital system, saving up for a retirement, and eventually, and she has been retired for a number of years now, living out her days. Um, by the way, uh, uh, her boss, um, well, both bosses, um, the husband has passed away recently, but he was a very good man named Phil Strazes, and his wife, Cindy, lives in Fountain Hills, and we keep in touch with Mrs. Strazes. She is just a very wonderful woman, gave my mother an opportunity at a career. This was a wealthy corporation. This was, you know, my mom didn't make a whole lot of money, but it was a stable job with insurance benefits and a savings plan and a 401k, and she was able to retire. Never once did we begrudge anybody <clears throat> that made a nice living the living that they made. When I went to work for people as an electrician, I worked for very small subcontractors, very small companies, and everyone I worked for had good money. They made really good money, and I was happy for those bosses and that I was a part of it because the more they made, the more financially secure they were, the more they were willing to pay me. And I've learned from them. They taught me the industries. They taught me the ideal, the idea that if they could do it, I could do it. I've never had a class warfare idea in my mind. Yet we live in a society where people just can't stand the wealthy. They're always greedy. They're always this. No, they're not. There is an opportunity for all of you to live by example. There is a, there is a line on your state tax form that will allow you to donate part or all of your tax refund to the state of Arizona to fund the welfare programs that you think are being taken away. Lead by example. I'm still not going to agree with you, but at least I'll respect that you're not being a hypocrite. Coming up in a moment, we are going to have Gatos. It's the BQ poll question of the day. And just after 9 o'clock, are we already in a recession? The Fed says there's going to be one this year, but who is already there? We'll discuss all of it next. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Good morning, Gatos. Oh, gas prices, man. Five bucks. Do you know that um, gas in Phoenix and Scottsdale and other Valley cities higher than Los Angeles? Yep. It's crazy, man. It is. It's crazy. So I put the queue together, and you tell me what you think, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, gas prices are soaring over $5 a gallon in Phoenix. I think, A, I'll start walking to work. B, I'll take light rail more. C, I'd rather pay $10 a gallon than take light rail. Or or D, uh, I'll just suck it up and pay it. Yeah. I, I don't know what else you do. I spent $97 filling my tank yesterday. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. And what kind of gas do you put in the expensive stuff? No, 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 no. I put yeah, in the, the cheap stuff. I do. I, that's what it says hey, to do. That's the owner's hey, manual. Hey, I don't drive a fancy hey. vehicle like you. I drive. I forgot. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I, well, that's not hey. true. I drive a really nice vehicle. Um, yeah. I just don't drive one that requires the higher octane fuel like you do. Well, you're lucky because uh, I'm going to probably go fill up today and uh, I'm going to do some yelling. Yeah, take out a loan. Do some, uh, uh, seriously, you know, it, it's it, Chad and I talked about this. It's interesting because, um, you know, 
what are people going to do this summer or for like a vacation? Yeah. Uh, are you going to go to the beach in California? Are you going to go to Rocky Point? Or are you going to say, you know what, I- I'm, I'm going to stay here. Well, I'll go to, I have got a pool or I'll go to a friend's pool. Or you know what we'll do? We'll go to, we'll take the kids on a staycation or, you know, we're empty nesters. We'll go on, a, we'll, we'll, we'll go down to one of the hotels and, you know, we don't have to drive four hours somewhere. And I think if it's you, going to change people's You and I both plans. have, a, you and I both have associations with companies, you know, clients that, um, have yeah. vehicles all over the roads. They're contractors and they're, you know, imagine those companies and the fuel bills to keep their oh, people yeah. employed and out on the road doing their jobs. Yeah, it makes it a lot harder. It does. Uh, sometimes they've got to, they've got to maybe, you know, I remember when the gas prices got bad uh, last summer, uh, there was like a gas fee. Some people were saying, yeah. it, you know, if you hired a company, yeah. there's like this very small gas fee. A fuel like, surcharge. I can't really blame you. No. I don't, I don't want to pay it, but I can't really blame you. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think they're probably going to keep going up, man. I, I, and it's and it's terrible that we've become at least California when it comes to gas prices. Yeah. We really have. It is. It's tough. I like the question. I don't like the subject, but I like the question. No. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Suns. Uh, go Suns. And I've siphoned gas from your tank the last three days. <laughs> so that's why you needed to go and fill up. Is that what it was? Thanks, Gato. That's it. See ya. <laughs> The BQ poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers.